Good afternoon, Patriots. It's Scott here from Mokasize. Today, I have nothing but bombshells for you all. New text messages have been released from newly disclosed internal FBI notes explaining Trump was right, and they were so concerned about being caught, the agents literally bought liability insurance because they knew their evidence was that weak. Not only that, it was also revealed that Steele's source for his dossier was a known Russian spy that FBI investigated years back. Remember when the Dems were screaming Trump and Russia, Russia, Russia? Oh, the irony that Obama's FBI, his corrupt FBI, was using a Russian spy, a real Russian spy, to gather the source for their information. This is just the tip of the iceberg. We're going to dive deep into into much more, like the Clintons' involvement in Haiti and John Durham reading the Clinton Foundation in 2018. It's going to be a doozy, but first, let's hear a word from today's sponsor. Today, ladies and gentlemen, the sponsor is Flip City Magazine, America's Last Laugh. This is a comedy satire magazine made by two beautiful people out in California who are completely independent, who pour their blood, sweat, and tears into this magazine. And the best part about it, it is PC-free. This comedy magazine is fun for the entire family. It makes fun of the same people we talk about on this channel, and it's top-notch. You're not going to get anything much better than this. This is Mad Magazine on steroids. So, Scott, how much is this beautiful magazine, and can I even get a subscription for this magazine? Yes, you can. When you go over to Flip City Mag, you're going to come to their homepage here. You're going to click the link, which is going to bring you directly right to their page here, and you're going to get some snippets that you can click to read just to give get your feet wet to see how you're going to like this magazine, but I promise you're going to love it. When you go to the description link here, it's going to bring you to their price page, and ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to be able to beat this. The new issue will be out mid-October. The one I just showed you on camera will be the one you will receive as your first if you go in order today. The new issue will be out mid-October and starting in January. Instead of four issues for the yearly subscription is going to be six issues. And for that price of six issues, it's going to be $27.49. Super cheap, super affordable, and I promise you it's worth the money. And when you get it in the mail, you're going to absolutely love it. Seeing the magazine and feeling the magazine in your hands is an experience in itself. It's really high quality, and you guys, if you guys want, you can always get a single print for $5.99 here as well. And the best part is they now ship international, so everybody in the world can laugh with us at the people we despise in our country together. Isn't that wonderful? I think it's great. So go check them out, flipcitymagazine.com, America's Last Laugh. And remember, when you support my sponsors, you support Woke Society, so I appreciate it. All right, guys. Where I'm going to start here today, we're going to we're going to jump into uh, just this video of Joe Biden calling service members stupid bastards because I'm old enough to remember that the Atlantic printed out a hit piece on Trump a couple weeks ago using anonymous sources that were not verifiable and have all been debunked of Trump calling World War One vets losers losers and other derogatory terms. But now we have video evidence of actually Joe Biden here talking about service members, calling them stupid bastards right to their face. We're going to start with this today and I'll see you guys on the other side of the intro. I'm going to play it twice. So here we go. I married Jill and two, I appointed Johnson to the Academy. I just want you to know that. Just clap for that, you stupid bastard. One. You guys heard that, right? I married Jill. And two, I appointed Johnson to the Academy. I just want you to know that. Just clap for that, you stupid bastards. Clap for that, you stupid bastards. Can anyone else say Trump 2020? Thanks 
switch for tuning in to the land of the real But it's like the twilight zone, the plan is surreal It'll blow your mind when the plan is revealed Bring your thoughts to light, all the plans they conceal Grab your flashlight, it's time to go down the rabbit hole It's dark and hell is hot, dealing with satanic souls The tide is turning, patriots are now in control Apply aggressive pressure right now until they fold, stay woke Open up your eyes and keep them healed All they do is lie, realize how everything is real Through Project Looking Glass, the future is revealed Future proves past, but there won't be any deals. Both societies, fam, you know it's time to go. Grab your popcorn, sit back now. Enjoy the show. Severe non on the mic, so come on, enjoy the flow. The wave is rising, and you know it's only gonna grow. All right. So you guys heard Joe Biden here talking about calling service members stupid bastards, and he told them to clap. Now, if this was Trump, I think there, this would be all over the mainstream media like the Atlantic was, but you haven't heard a word out of that. And to, put, and to boot, and to boot, the Trump, the, uh, the Biden campaign called their lid today, Saturday, 926, in-person events at 932 a.m. Can you say clown show? <laughs> I believe so, ladies and gentlemen. So this isn't even good. I just wanted to throw that out there because it was something that I thought was so disrespectful. And if you guys didn't know, the debates start next Tuesday on the 29th, on the 29th. And supposedly Biden is uh, calling lids on his campaign while Trump is campaigning over the country with his team. And he's calling lids supposedly because he's prepping for debates. He better come out as the best debater. That's a funny word. He better come out as the best debater because he's had weeks to prepare for this, apparently, and this is why he's calling lid, so we're going to find out. But on a much, much more serious note, there was waterfalls of information, ladies and gentlemen, that came out in the last, in the last two days. I'm talking waterfalls. Big, big bombshells coming out that is completely blowing up Obama's FBI and everything going on with the General Flynn case. And everyone now is looking at the fact that the General Flynn case is still open almost as a blessing because more exculpatory evidence came out and we're all going, we're going to dive into all this right now. So we're going to be hanging on this Federalist article for a little bit here. Now it starts out saying Trump was right. Explosive new FBI text detail internal fear over handling of crossfire hurricane investigation. This was the same article Trump was just talking about in his previous rallies. The FBI agents tasked by former director James Comey to take down Donald Trump during and after the 2016 election were so concerned about the agency's potentially illegal behavior that they purchased liability insurance to protect themselves less than two weeks before Trump was inaugurated president. Previously hidden FBI text messages show this. The explosive new communications and internal FBI notes were disclosed in federal court filings today from Sidney Powell, the attorney who heads Michael Flynn's legal defense team. That first paragraph in itself, ladies and gentlemen, is such a huge revelation. If you knew you were going by the book, by the letter of the law, and everything you were doing was completely kosher, everything was lined up with the law, you weren't doing anything wrong, you were doing an actual investigation, why would you get personal liability insurance? And it was it was the FBI analyst and the CIA analyst talking about this, and they're actually joking about it in the text message that were revealed just yesterday. If you were so up up upkeep, not upkeep, but if you were so mm, this paragraph is a huge revelation in itself and we just got started 
If you were doing an investigation that was completely kosher, going by the letter of the law, why would you get personal liability insurance to yourself to protect yourself if you knew everything you were doing was by the book? It's a very simple question, and it's a huge admission that they what they were doing they knew was wrong, but they continued to do it anyways, and it gets way worse. The agents, this is the dialogue between the agents. Holy crap, an agent responded. All the analysts too? Yup, the first agent said all the folks at the agency as well. They all got liability insurance for themselves because they knew if they ever got caught, if they ever got caught, there would be huge problems. And while the names of the agents responsible for the text are redacted, the legal filing from Powell quoted communications from the DOJ states that the latest document production included handwritten notes and texts from Peter Strzok, Andrew McCabe, Lisa Page, an FBI analyst who worked on the FBI's investigation of Flynn. All of the regular characters we have been talking about for years. The FBI agents also discussed how the investigation's leadership was consumed with conspiracy theories rather than evidence. Isn't that that a coincidence? I'm telling, sick man, if this ever gets FOIA'd, there are going to be some tough questions asked, one agent wrote, and a great deal of those will be related to Brian having a scope way outside the boundaries of logic. Uh, whoever this name has been redacted is one of the worst offenders of the rabbit holes and conspiracy theories in Agent Texas. This guy traveled with that guy who put third guy at his visa as his visa sponsor. Third guy lives near a Navy base, therefore, and it continues to go on. But the, the, the sentence I really want you guys to focus in on here in this paragraph is this right here. If I'm telling you, man, if this ever gets FOIA'd, there are going to be some tough questions asked, one agent wrote. That is the Freedom of uh, Information Act where you can request documents. And if the government legally has to give these to you, as long as they're not classified, of course. But they were already talking about it. They were pretty much saying if we ever get caught, this is going to be very hard to come back from. And there's going to be some very hard questions asked about this. And here we are, ladies and gentlemen, September reading these now. And yes, there are going to be some very tough questions asked very, very soon. The cat is out of the bag. So several texts show that the order to close the criminal investigation against Flynn, listen, this came as early as November 8th, 2016. This was the same day as the 2016 presidential election. It was later reopened in early January of 2017. So they already, already, they already knew well ahead of time that the evidence they had against Flynn was ridiculous. They had no case. It was a weak case. They decided to close it, but it was later reopened in early January 2017, and that is going to be an important date because it links directly to Obama. We have some loose ends to tie up, and we all need to meet to discuss what to do with each case. He said, shut down Razor. And Razor is just another code name for the Flynn case. One agent text referring to Crossfire, Robert says right here, the FBI's internal code name for the investigation of Flynn. So glad they're closing Razor, an agent responded. The agents were so glad that this was being being closed because they knew this case was terrible, had, had no substance, and the evidence that was being used was completely fabricated. The agents are admitting it right here. The new disclosures made by DOJ also show that the FBI used so-called national security letters, NSLs, to spy on Flynn's finances. Unlike traditional subpoenas, which require judicial review and approval before authorities can seize an innocent person's property and information, NSLs are never independently reviewed by courts. One of the agents noted in a text message that NSLs were just being used as a pretext by FBI leadership to buy time to find dirt on Flynn after the first investigation of him yielded no derogatory information. And Trump even called this out in a tweet when this was all going down. 
He called this out, asking why there's delays in the hearings for all this. They were doing these national security letters. This was a way, just another way, another stab at Flynn that was completely illegal and unjustified, but they used this as a way to delay hearings, to build up, give themselves more time to fabricate more evidence against Trump. This is what this is talking about. The decision to NSL finances for Razor brought, bought him time, one agent said, nearly two weeks after the initial order to shut down the anti-Flynn case. It is not known to whom the agent was referring to in that text. What do we expect to get from an NSL, an agent texted? We put out traces, tripwires to community, and nothing. Bingo, another FBI agent responded. So what's an SL going to do? No content. Ha ha ha, they're literally laughing. This whole thing is a nightmare. The investigators themselves are calling their own case a nightmare because they know how bad it is. How illegal it is. They know this. They're talking about insurance and laughing and joking about how bad the case is. Doing all this election research, I think some of these guys want a Clinton presidency. These are all the text messages, remind you. This is they themselves, the agent saying, I think some of these guys want a Clinton presidency, one agent wrote on August 11th, shortly after the FBI opened the crossfire and a hurricane investigation against Trump. And one series of texts sent the same day as the infamous January 5th Oval Office meeting. And there it is in January 5th, the 2017 between Obama, Biden, Comey, not 2017, between Obama, Biden, Comey, Sally Yates and Susan Rice. One agent admits that Trump was right when he tweeted that the FBI was delaying his briefings as incoming president so they could cook up evidence against him. And there's the tweet I was just talking about. The intelligence briefing on so-called Russian hacking was delayed until Friday, perhaps more time needed to build the case. Very strange. And the agent admitted it. Said Trump was right. Trump was right. This is bombshell stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Bombshell. So Razor is going to stay open, an agent wrote on January 5th. Yup, another FBI agent responded. Crimes report being drafted. And the agent responded, F. Or the F word, the first agent wrote back. What's the word on how Obama bri- Obama's briefing went? One agent asked, referring to the January 5th meeting. Don't know, but people here are scrambling for info to support certain things, and it's a madhouse. Oh, God, an agent wrote back. Trump was right, still not put together. Why do we have to do this ourselves? What is wrong with these people? This line, ladies and gentlemen, saying we don't know what how the briefing went, but we are out here scrambling for info to support certain things, and it's a madhouse. They were running out of things to make up and lie about is what that line says. That's exactly what that means. They were literally running out of things to come up with, and they had needed to give themselves more time to continue this. This thing was dropped, and then it was reopened a second time by Obama with his briefing and his Obama his, his briefing on January 5th, his meeting with Joe Biden as well. This is how bad it is. It's, this is how bad it is. It's absolutely insane. And they're, they're even saying Trump was right, still not, put, still not put together. Why are we doing this to ourselves? This is so wrong, but we're going to continue to do it anyways. They're literally saying these things out loud. And a week later, the FBI agents also wrote that they sus- suspected that the illegal leak of top secret information about Flynn's phone calls with a Russian ambassador of the U.S. Sergei Kislyak to the news media came directly from the White House. FYI, someone leaked the Flynn calls with the Kislyak to the Wall Street Journal, the agent wrote. 
And here we are, more laughing and joking as they destroyed this man's life. I'm sorry to hear that, another FBI agent responded sarcastically. I'll resume my duties as chief morale officer and rectify that. They had leaks coming out of the White House, which is illegal in regards to this case, and they are joking about that it happened. And they go on talking about who it could possibly be, but they don't really care because this, again, is a spying, illegal spying operation on a duly elected president and Flynn. They completely threw all morale out the window, and they're joking about it. They're joking about it. Documents unearthed during Jensen's review showed that before the FBI was tasked by the Obama White House in early 2017 with retargeting Flynn, the agency closed a previous investigation against him because there was no proof, no proof of any criminal wrongdoing. Jensen's review also uncovered evidence that the FBI's interview of Flynn, which later led to charges that he lied to FBI investigators, had no legal basis and that the FBI agents who interviewed Flynn did not believe that he had lied. Oh, man. Oh, man. Despite the overwhelming evidence that Flynn did not lie to agents, the FBI had no legal basis to interview him, that the FBI later hid exculpatory documents from Flynn's defense team. Flynn did not discuss financial sanctions during his phone calls with Kislyak, and the FBI agents who interviewed Flynn did not believe he lied. Remember Peter Strzok's notes? He said that himself. Federal trial Judge Emmett Sullivan has refused to dismiss the case against Flynn. And remember, Judge Sullivan is also calling told Flynn to his face that he is a traitor and should be tried for treason. Judge Sullivan, remember, said that about Flynn, and we just learned all this new information about Russia, Trump, and Flynn, and look at what we have here. More exculpatory evidence that was hidden from Sidney Powell, things that she could have definitely had used for the case. She knew this stuff was there. It was being hidden, and now it's out in the light now. Completely out in the light. And more context for you, ladies and gentlemen, because it's only going to get worse for these people. This is from Real Slashova on Twitter. In light of yesterday's document release, Strzok ordered Barnett to close the Flynn case, but Flynn case. But 20 minutes after closing, Doc was circulated. Strzok ordered to keep it open following the intervention of the seventh floor FBI leadership, which directly goes to James Comey. The, it was ordered to be shut down. They had nothing on Flynn. 20 minutes later from orders from what we call from our favorite Anon also calls the seventh floor meetings in the FBI headquarters, a.k.a. James Comey, ordered it to be reopened 20 minutes later. When they already knew they had no case. And you want to see more of this, more joking, more laughing of Peter Strzok and these people that are ruining Trump's uh, incoming presidency and Flynn's life. From Undercover Hoover. So Peter Strzok was talking slash joking about opening an FBI CI investigation on a presidential candidate. Codename Crossfire Huge. Obviously mimicking Trump's way of speaking on August 11th, 2016. Zero evidence for any such probe at the time or since. These people are beyond evil. Knowing what they were doing, that they were literally joking. Joking about using verbiage that Trump obviously uses when he talks making them making cases code name cases out of out of words that Trump uses and the way he speaks this is how sick these people are and really how stupid these people are and it's only going to get worse guys i'm telling you i have nothing but bombshells so all this came out yesterday all this information came out yesterday about these text messages about the agents joking about it saying that how they got personal liability insurance for each other just in case anything bad happens if we if these documents ever get foiled we're screwed 
why are we doing this to ourselves? But we're going to continue on and do it anyways. And this whole entire cloud that was put over Trump's incoming presidency, this is where it started. And more news came out yesterday about John Brennan covering the fact that Russia intelligence really wanted Hillary Clinton to come in because they didn't know what Trump would be. They considered him a wild card. Yes, this came out two days ago. Secret report exposes CIA's Brennan overruled dissenting analysts who concluded Russia favored Hillary. Brennan hid this, and this came out two days ago. Former CIA director John Brennan personally edited a crucial section of the intelligence report on a Russian interference in the 2016 election and assigned a political ally to take a lead role in writing it after career analysts disputed Brennan's take that Russian leader Vladimir Putin intervened in the 2016 election to help Donald Trump clinch the White House, according to two senior U.S. intelligence officials who have seen classified materials detailing Brennan's role in drafting the document. The ICA is a key focus of the U.S. Attorney John Durham's ongoing investigation into the origins of the collusion probe. He wants to know if the intelligence findings were juiced for political purposes. And clear investigations has learned that one of the CIA operatives who helped Brennan draft the ICA, Andrea Kendall, Taylor financially supported Hillary Clinton during the campaign and is a close colleague of Eric, not going to say that name because it's still a trigger word, the infamous whistleblower, identified last year as the security whistleblower whose complaint led to Trump's impeachment ending in a Senate acquittal in January. The two officials said Brennan, who openly supported Clinton during the campaign, excluded conflicting evidence about Putin's motives from the report, despite objectives from some intelligence analysts who argued Putin counted on Clinton winning the election and viewed Trump, here it is, as a wild card. Holy crap. They complained Brennan took a thesis that Putin supported Trump and decided he was going to ignore the dissenting data. The data that he knew would not fit the narrative, he decided to completely disregard it and exaggerate the importance of that conclusion, even though they said it didn't have any real substance behind it, said a senior U.S. intelligence official who participated in the 2018 review of the spycraft behind the assessment which President Obama ordered after the 2016 election. And to boot, the review conducted by the House Intelligence Committee culminated in a lengthy report that was classified and this information was locked in a Capitol basement in a Capitol basement safe soon after Democrat Republican Adam Schiff took control of the committee in January of 2019. Is this all adding up for everyone now? Adam Schiff was sitting on this information that he knew was there, knew Brennan had changed it, knew he was going to push the push the uh, the narrative that Russia wanted Trump when in fact that was the complete opposite. Russia was banking on Hillary to win and they didn't want Trump to win because they considered him a wild card. They knew Hillary would get in and if she was to get in, they were going to continue to do shady things after shady things like they were doing in the past. Isn't this amazing? And Adam Schiff, the one that was calling all these investigations, knew about this and was sitting it, had it sitting in the safe in the basement in Washington. You cannot make this stuff up. And it's only going to get worse. We still have more. Still have more. So this whole entire premise of the Russia investigation, right? That Trump was working with Russia. They had all these, all these intermingling um, agendas. And the whole entire investigation was predicated on a source from steel and now we know who this source was and you guys aren't you guys are going to laugh at the irony check this out from Catherine Harridge breaking the primary subsource for the steel dossier was deemed a possible national security threat 
the subject of 2009 FBI counter insult probe. According to new records, those facts were known to Crossfire Hurricane team in December of 2016. Their source, ladies and gentlemen, Steele Source was a known Russian spy and was deemed a national security threat back in 2009. The FBI knew about it in December 2016, but still went and did this investigation anyways. You can't make this up. You cannot make this up. All this Russia and Trump stuff, it was the Democrats and Russia working together. A real Russian spy. And look at the document here. And it might be hard to read, but this is what it says. Between May 2009 and March 2011, the FBI maintained an investigation into the individual who later would be identified as Christopher Steele's primary subsource. The FBI commenced this investigation based on information by the FBI, indicating that the primary subsource may be a threat to national security. Specifically, the FBI received reporting indicating a research fellow for the influential foreign policy advisor in the Obama administration was a work-related event in the late 2008 with a co-worker when they were approached by another employee of the think tank, the employee. The employer reportedly indicated that the two individuals at the table did a good job in the government and had access to classified information and wanted to make a little extra money. And a review of the FBI databases revealed that the primary subsource had contact in 2006 with the Russian embassy and known Russian intelligence officers. Ladies and gentlemen, the irony is at an all-time high. The happenings are at an all-time high. The crap is hitting the fan at an all-time high right now. The entire Russia investigation, and the whole, you have to ask so many questions. How did Robert Mueller miss all this? How did Robert Mueller, who was in the FBI for so long, miss this? You can't, it's not missed. This stuff was deliberately looked over and put brushed under the rug because they knew. And people were asking me all day yesterday, Scott, why would these people text messages like this knowing that possibly they could, they would, they would get caught like this? How stupid are they to be writing these things about the insurance, about how they knew the FBI knew that their steel source was a Russian spy a national security threat, and the FBI knew about it, and they're openly talking about this. The reason why is because they thought they would never get caught. What I'm showing you today was something they never thought would ever reach the public's eye. And here we are. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to get worse and worse for these people. And here's a tweet from Paul Sperry. FBI Director James Comey and his deputy Andrew McCabe insisted on incorporating the dossier into the January 2017 intelligence com- uh, community assessment on Russian interference, even though they knew, remember, they knew in December 2016 that the dossier's primary source was a r- suspected Russian spy. And there's, I'm just going to throw this in here real quick, the sharp edge. Actually, you know what? Forget it. It's okay. It's all right. They knew, ladies and gentlemen, they knew. And Comey pushed it anyways. And I want you guys to see a tweet here from from James Comey. This is from December 9th, 2019, last year. James Comey wrote, so it was all lies, no treason, no spying on the campaign, no tapping Trump's wires. It was just good people trying to protect America. (laughs) That tweet is not going to age well, ladies and gentlemen. This is not looking good for Comey and the whole entire Obama gang behind this entire Spygate operation. It's not looking good. It's not looking good. And just to throw a little side note here, this is something we're keeping an eye on. 
This came out last night, late last night from Paul Sperry. According to the new HBO documentary, Agents of Chaos, which was produced by Glenn Simpson's friend, the first client who hired Simpson's Fusion GPS to dig up dirt on Trump before Hillary hired Simpson and Simpson hired Steele, was Senator Marco Rubio. A Republican here hiring some uh, spies here to, to look at other people with Fusion GPS was Senator Marco Rubio, supposedly. This is still being looked at. This is still being looked at, but the funny thing was... I was talking to some friends yesterday. Marco Rubio had no chance. Had no chance, so it probably wasn't worth spying on him um, from the Obama administration. But he's wrapped up in all this too from what, from what this tweet says. But that's still there's still some information to come out about that. So it's just very, very interesting. But what does this all come down to, ladies and gentlemen? What does this all mean? It means this. This is from Graphics Cartoons. All roads lead to Obama. The FBI framed General Flynn and Obama ordered it, period, Bigger than Watergate, Obama, Gate, Gate. All roads. Brennan Boulevard, Shiftway, Clapper Road, CNN Lane, Page Parkway, Struck Street, Comey Avenue, Deep State Drive. All go to Obama. And the funny thing is, it's not just these people that are wrapped up in all this. Remember, remember all of the mainstream media outlets that have pushed Russia collusion. They themselves were pushing their own disinformation from a Russian spy that it originated from. Imagine that. Imagine that. And you know who's not reporting on this? The same people that were reporting on Russiagate these last almost four years. CNN hasn't touched it. MSNBC hasn't touched it. The New York Times, Washington Post, go down the list of all the garbage magazines, all the garbage outlets out there now. Not one of them is talking about this, and not one of them is also talking about Hunter Biden and his connections to human trafficking rings. Not one of them. Keep that in mind. But... You know what? Who's had enough of all this? And rightfully so is the Flynn family. They wrote a statement yesterday, September 25th, 2020. Evidence of massive corruption by Obama, Biden, FBI, DOJ, and SEO. Poor from just released documents exposing targeting of General Flynn to get Trump. We demand justice now. And they tagged Sidney Powell in it as well. They have every right to be upset. Every right. Now, with our favorite Anon's... Uh, current drops, which we're going to dive into a little bit today as well. They talk about this entire Spygate operation being bigger than we can imagine. And everyone remembers Five Eyes, right? All these other countries that helped spy on America. It was, uh, it was Australia, uh, the UK, Canada, New Zealand. I can't remember the other one. Oh, it was Italy. Italy as well. But our favorite Anon has been talking about that this is going to reach further than just our country and the efforts that it took to do all this. Well, this came out yesterday from George Papadopoulos, breaking the high-level Italian official who introduced me to Joseph Misfud is under indictment. This came out yesterday from the Gateway Pundit. George Papadopoulos shared tonight that a high-level Italian official who introduced him to Joseph Misfud is under indictment. Italy was the epicenter of Obamagate. Look where Durham's going. Italian News reported today that a Florence public prosecutor asked for the trial of 69 people as part of an investigation to allege easy exams at the private university, Lynn Campus University in Rome, a body chaired by the former minister, Vincetto Scotti. 
Scotty is the one who introduced Papadopoulos to Joseph Misfut and thus began the Russia collusion scam. We reported in May that many of the most significant pieces in Obamagate are turning up and overseas of all places in Italy. Below is the bulk of our post on May 22nd where we identified that the Russia collusion sham started in Italy after the release a week ago of transcripts from individual testimonies in front of the U.S. House of Representatives. George Papadopoulos released the following tweet about Obamagate in Italy. We now know that Italy was involved in spying on me in Rome with with Mifsud and Flynn case. Durham's Pro became criminal after learning that this learning about this from Italian officials. Key question is why did Obama have the Italian Prime Minister visit him in October 2016, right when the spying ramped up and also right before the election? It's been great, ladies and gentlemen, currently because I have not received any messages or tweets nearly as much as I have saying, oh my gosh, nothing is happening. So much is happening. Everything that we have known for years, the things that Anon's knew, everyone that's been following this stuff as closely as, as we are has known this. And now we're seeing in, we're seeing indictments pop up, not just in this country, not, not in our country yet. But trials in other countries where these thing, where this whole thing originated from, people coming under indictment, and all this information is coming out now, recently, recently. So I touched a little bit on it on Thursday's episode about Durham going into into the uh, Clinton Foundation because the, again, this is going to touch so many things. This is why again, our favorite announcer, this is this is bigger than we can imagine. I want you guys to remember, and we're going to go back to an article here from 2018. This is from the True Pundit. Mystery as DOJ and FBI land at a 757 jet in Clinton's hometown, Little Rock, Arkansas, loads it with boxes and documents. This is the tweet here, and this was also in a recent drop from her favorite Anon. This is from John Basham. Yesterday, 8-8-18, the Justice Department had a Boeing 757-223 tail number. Going to Little Rock, Arkansas, a local radio station reported DOJ employees were loading boxes of documents into the plane. Important to note, the Clinton Foundation was located there. Thoughts? And apparently, we're all thinking, and this was this was proved by a favorite on by dropping a drop about this. He actually says that, trust your research, we have known for a very long time. This signals to me, ladies and gentlemen, that Durham has already raided the Clinton Foundation's documents. They got all the documents back in 2018, and he has been he has been investigating these guys for a very long time before we even knew. Look how far this is going, and I also mentioned too about as far as Haiti and every all the deal, all the shady dealings that the Clinton Foundation was in. It's all going to be wrapped up underneath this, I can tell you right now, because I want to show you guys this video. The Clinton Foundation stole $6 billion from the money that was donated to rebuild Haiti. The Haitian people protested the Clintons for six years, and the media ignored them. Obama was asked by many groups to get involved, and he looked the other way. Where are all the SJW celebrities? The crimes the Clinton family has committed against the country of Haiti. Money! 
They pretend they like us. They've been deceiving us. It's time for us to wake up. Are you guys immigrants? Yes. I'm from the You support Donald Trump? Yes, yes. Bill Clinton signed laws to incarcerate black people. We don't want the, the Clintons. They are criminals. They are evil. They are criminals. They're evil. And that's a two-minute video. That's a two-minute video talking about the Haitians, the Haitians and what they did out in Haiti. Now, I want you guys to remember, this is why everyone says, why is this investigation taking so long? It is massive, massive. You have Russia collusion. You have the Flynn case. You have the lying FBI. You have the Five Eyes country, all the other countries outside the United States that were part in this. And on top of it, you have the Clinton Foundation that is definitely, we know for sure now, is under investigation and has been by Durham for a very long time. And what are the implications of that and everything that the Clinton Foundation alone has done illegally and corruptly? And Haiti is just a piece of that. And to give you some more context on that, my boy Methods here has a video of when HRC and Soros landed in Haiti. Watch this one. Whatever his motivations, no one can accuse him of greed. He's backed away from the day-to-day operation of his businesses and is giving away his billions now with the same determination that he made them in places like Haiti, a country that has less money in the bank than he does. Last month, he brought the First Lady with him for a look at some of the projects his foundation is funding. This is Mr. George Soros. He's going to be helping in the hospital. This year, Soros plans to give away almost $500 million around the world. I want you guys to see that face. Look at that face. That's a younger version, George Soros, there. The whole point of bringing this up is all this stuff is going to come to the light. And what am I talking about? The Clintons did some really bad things in Haiti. And honestly, people don't, don't, they don't know this when they talk about, you know, you know, Pizza Fence, and you guys know what I'm referencing to. The true origins of Pizza Fence, they started with the Clintons out in Haiti. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about this. This is a thread that I came across here this morning. A woman named Laura Silsby was caught trafficking 33 undocumented children out of Haiti. Bill Clinton intervened and got her sentence reduced to six months. Silsby changed her name to Laura Geiler and now works as the VP of Marketing for Alert Sense, a company that issues Amber Alerts. You can't make this stuff up. Silsby's lawyer... Jorge Puello was later arrested due to his involvement in an international human trafficking ring involving women and children. He was sentenced to only three years in federal prison. His wife was also arrested on charges of sexual exploitation of of women and minors. This incident was not the first time Silsby tried to traffic children out of Haiti. An earlier separate attempt showed she tried to take 40 minors out of the country but was stopped at the Haitian border. Silsby was the founder of the New Life Children's Refugee. This this NGO's goal was to rescue children orphaned by natural disasters like the Haiti earthquake and provide them with a better life. However, it was reported many of the 33 kids Silsby was caught with with, with actually had families. Hillary Clinton's leaked emails show emails dating back to 2001 discussing Silsby. Huma Abedin, Hillary's right-hand woman and wife of former New York Senator Anthony Weiner, who was convicted of sexing minors, imagine what else he did was constantly forwarding Hillary info on the NLCR. And when Silsby and nine other missionaries were trying to leave Haiti with the 33 kids, they claimed they were rescuing the orphans and taking them to an orphanage in the Dominican Republic. It was later revealed the DR never authorized the NLCR to set up an orphanage there. So what were they doing with these kids? I wonder. 
We don't have to get into that. We can use our imaginations, but do you see where we're going with this, ladies and gentlemen? Do you see where we're going with this? It is huge revelations, and everything wrapped up with the Clintons is all in here. It's all in here, and this is going to be bigger than we could ever have imagined. And justice is coming. Justice is coming. And I want to just bring this up real quick because, speaking of Haiti, it's very well known that Trump is intending to nominate Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court today. Um, I'm still not convinced until he announces it, but that's, that's, that is the word we're hearing. And the attacks from the Democrats are already ramping up, and they're actually attacking Amy Barrett because she, she adopted children from Haiti. She adopted children from Haiti, and now the Dems are going after her, saying it was done illegally. And Josh Halley was tweeting about this, questioning whether Amy Coney Barrett illegally adopted her children from Haiti, maybe snatching them from birth parents. This is the Dem game plan. Nothing but raw bigotry and hate. I promise you this will not stand. And after I just read you everything with the Clintons, the Democrats being involved with Haiti and all the shitty stuff they were doing, they're going after Amy Comey Barrett for adopting children, two children from Haiti. And this is how low the Democrats will go. Pointing out the hypocrisy out on woke societies. This is what we do. This is what we do. So we're going to have to see on that announcement today. But we'll, we'll see what happens. And last thing I want to talk about real quick. Trump proposes $500 billion plan for black Americans promises to create 3 million jobs and designate the KKK and Antifa as terrorist organizations. You know, what's funny. Obama could have easily have done this when he, when he was, when he was in office, because he was, he was pretty much allowing Antifa to grow here. Um, They've been, they don't just pop up here in the country. This has been allowed to cultivate and grow, but Trump is now going after the KKK. He already said the uh, Antifa was going to be labeled terrorist organizations, but now he's going after the other hate group. Would a white nationalist, you know, the media calls Trump a racist all the time. Would a white nationalist denounce and designate the KKK a race, a terrorist organization if he was part of that or shared the values of those people? Rhetorical question. Absolutely not. But here we are. The narratives, all the narratives that have been pushed in front of our faces for the four years are are all, they're all gone. There is nothing left here anymore, ladies and gentlemen. There is nothing left here. And just to look at our favorite Anon's drops real quick, I'm not going to put them on screen for obvious reasons. They write, some will take the easy path and exit early. Judgment is coming. So obviously when I hear that, I think of Suicide Weekend, people coming out early, maybe they're they're going to cooperate with authorities. Don't know. Don't know. And the other one here, talking about General Flynn saying not long now with the three stars not long now meaning he is going to be freed especially with everything going out so ladies and gentlemen this is where i want to leave you this is where i want to leave you this is just the ending of this week next week the 30th james comey is testifying in front of the uh, in front in front of lindsey graham in a committee that is going to be fun i'm curious to know if if comey is going to show up with a lawyer or not Knowing everything I just told you about, knowing that he knew a Russian agent in 2016 was a Russian spy and still pushed the case through, what is he going to say? We're probably not going to get much out of him. But is he going to claim innocence and still claim that he was under the predicate that, yes, Trump was really working with the Russians? He probably will. But that's coming. The debates are coming on Tuesday. And supposedly, we're, we're, we're waiting on indictments any week now. Any week. 
There is so much happening and so much to keep on top of. It's going to be crazy and it's only going to get better. And we got to stick it out, guys. We have to stick it out here. We have to do, put on our camouflage, stay under, stay off the radar. We have to make it to the election at least. So let's do this, shall we? So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining today. Thank everybody on the podcast for listening. Go to the YouTube channel, like, share, subscribe. Let everyone know we are the news now. Give this episode a like, give it a comment, share it. Tell your friends and family that, well, excuse me, Woke Society exists. And I will provide the real news here. If you guys want, go to the Patreon. We just hit 100 patro- uh, patrons this week. It's growing really fast. You get a private live stream out of me every week. I might be doing two private live streams on Monday and Friday going forward for this. But you can sign up. You can do a dollar. You can do $17. You don't have to do the tiers to do this. You can do this as much. You can put as much as you want. And this is, this helps you become a personal sponsor of this channel. And you get exclusive content because of that. And when you guys go to my product store, you can check out my merch. Buy a shirt. Get a cup. Get a hoodie. We have so many here, especially the Obamagate ones. The Obamagate ones are going to probably start selling off like crazy with everything going on. We have glassware, again, cups, hoodies, hats, uh, mugs, so many things. So many things here that you can find for your friend, family, and make a perfect gift. And all this money goes back into the channel and supports two local businesses here out in New York. So go check them out here. They're really nice. So ladies and gentlemen, stay safe. Stay safe out there. Keep your eyes and ears open. Trump is going to announce the Supreme Court justice he's going to put in today. Uh, There's going to be a lot of heads exploding on the other side of the aisle, so it's going to be fantastic. So enjoy your weekends, ladies and gentlemen. Get ready for another week of insanity starting on Monday. Patrons, I'll see you on Monday. Everyone else, I'm going to see you for my Tuesday night live stream. And before I I forget, I'm going to have an interview tonight at 8 o'clock with John Stubbins. He's doing an inner, he's, he's producing a documentary uh, with Carter Page with everything going on Spygate. That'll be tonight, 8 o'clock. He knows a lot of people. He knows a lot of information. He is gonna, he's, he's a fantastic interview. I got to know him a little bit last week. He's coming on the show to talk about everything tonight, 8 o'clock Eastern, so check that out. So I'll see you guys later tonight. So stay safe, stay warm, and stay woke. <laughs>